On this episode of the Goal Line Fade, we are going to touch base with the Cowboys and where they stand on their bye, getting ready for the Vikings and the Mavs. Good, bad, or both? I don't I really don't know quite yet. Uh, this and more. Play the music. sports in the Dallas Metroplex. Uh, we're going to talk Mavs and Cowboys today. Uh, first off, before we do get into that, I just want to check in on my man and see how you're doing, man. How are you rocking? <clears throat> Good, man. Good. Um, you know, health-wise, better. You know, we talked about that a little bit last time. Um, finally uh, got these headaches under control and uh, just got back from a nice vacation. Uh, took a trip to the bahamas which was wonderful oh, saw, I bet. The, saw the best beach i've ever seen in my life it was incredible um and we we spent the the trip we went for uh six days and half of it was at uh one end of the island at an all-inclusive resort which was you know it was like a party resort and that ain't you know you've we've vacationed together that's not really our style uh, so it was kind of interesting, but then the second place was totally legitimate. It was the nicest resort I've ever been to. It was incredible. So uh, since then, just been chilling at the crib, got back to work and uh, watching Squid Game. Uh, that's about it. That's what I've been doing. What about you? Nice. Yeah, I uh, I am too watching Squid. I'm not done. I'm on episode four. I'm just finished the first half of the tug of war episode. I'm yeah. watching it slow. I I'm old school, man. It's hard for me to really sit through anything. And once I like to like, even though I can watch all of it at once, I like to just make it last. Digest it slowly. If that's weird. I mean, I don't know. I, people keep running shit, keep talking about it, but that's just kind of my jam. Uh, we did watch the Halloween movie. And yeah, how was that? Meh. meh. That's, it, yeah. It's Halloween. If you've seen them, you've seen one, you've probably seen them all. Sure. Right. I think uh, the last one was good because it brought back the origins of halloween as opposed to they got really crazy there for a minute then rob zombie brought them back made them different but really too dark and then this kind of went back to its its roots this is uh takes place immediately after the last movie if you saw it so i appreciated that there's like seven minutes of the movie that I don't think needed to exist. Uh, they could have made it a little bit shorter. If you watch it, you'll it's in the hospital. You'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. But um, overall, a, a enjoyable. It's written as a trilogy. I'll see the next one next year. They film them both back to back. So sure, you know, there's that. So yeah, I was a um, you know you and I were texting about this not too long ago. I I was a when I was in my teenage years, I was a big Halloween fan. Like the the original uh, what i like to call the original six right which is up to h2o anything h2o and i don't include h2o in this but the original Paul Rudd six, was in like the fifth sixth, one right the sixth one the sixth yeah one, yes. and don't get me wrong i 
fully understand and know that five and six are pretty much garbage, specifically six. But six is actually probably my favorite one, aside from the first one. Well, uh, it's a day and age when it's before the who done it, right? That was the that was when all like uh, it was the Chuckies and the Jason Voorhees and the Freddy Krueger and the Hellraiser. That was 80s. kind of the horror movies there for the late eighties, early nineties, and then in ninety seven when Scream came out, all of a sudden it was the it was like 10 years straight of, I know what you did last summer, wrong turn, just movies where it was like, like normal people, but they, you didn't know who the killers were. It was with somebody they knew or sure. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic. How we're kind of going back to that now, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It was definitely, you know, though, the, like you said, that was the era of the eighties slasher flicks and, and it was, it definitely had fallen prey to some of the cliches and, and tropes, that dominated that era but i still loved it so i have yet to see the new one um it's on uh i'm gonna see it though it's on peacock so you can watch it on there yeah yeah it's it's just been a time thing that's all it's been we haven't we we binged all day all this last weekend we binged squid game so we finished it uh and halloween is kind of next up on the docket so yeah i think tonight actually after i finish at the gym the wife and i are gonna watch dune I've heard really good things. Haven't watched it yet. I'm not going to watch Monday Night Football. My wife is not too happy with football right now because she was handed her first L of the season. Yes, congratulations, sir. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I think I'm just going to forfeit football for the evening and yeah. um, and do that. You know. So I I no offense by this, but I'm truly surprised by that because in all actuality, her team is. I mean, she has the best team in our league. You know, she really does legitimately. Her, she her was favored team, by 40 when the week started. Yeah, I mean, and so definitely tip of the cap. Congratulations. Oh, uh, it was I, the most random, like, like li- li- for our listeners, just to let you know, I am the most, like, tinkering, weird thinker in the world because I overanalyze to the point that it's right, though. Like, it's weird because I, I get it wrong, like, three times, but still get it right before the lineup goes in. So, like add drops of the yin yang you look at my transaction report and you're like dude what's wrong with this guy but then you're like oh that that makes sense now like like uh so we're texting with one of our uh i was texting with one of our league mates and he was like dude i'm effed at running back this week right and uh he like screenshot the espn so i'm i'm the commish so i do take off the competitive hat sometimes to help people out and He's like, what should I do? I'm like, well, I mean, like, honestly, I was like, Chubb's not playing. Hunt's knee, knee is injured. I was like, I'd pick up one of the Browns running backs. He goes, which one? I'm like, I think they're earnest. And I think that's who you should pick up. And it worked yeah, out. I, mean, I was like, and they play Thursday, which yeah. means that By the way, chance Chubb won't play then either, right? So then, like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, dude, I'm in bye week hell. So I gave it an hour and after an hour, he didn't make the move. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to do it then. So I went in all three of my leagues actually that I'm in and picked up Dearness Johnson and home dude got me 27 points on Thursday. Yep. And lo and behold, that and having the balls to stalk Khalil Herbert, every expert in the world will tell you starting a bears backup sixth round draft pick running back versus the bucks was the wrong decision. But here we are. It worked out. But yes, yeah, so uh, there we go. Not to brag too much on that, but that uh, 
So that was fun. So anyway, so tonight, no football. We're acting like football doesn't exist, I think, at the moment. So speaking of that breaking news, there's officially been a quarterback trade that just happened, by the way. Ooh, ooh, what? Joe Flacco traded back. Oh, to- that's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. No, not the one everybody thinks is going to go down. So. No, 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 no. No, it's no, the, the unexciting. I'm sorry. But besides you, you that, said- man. Well, I was yeah. going to say, you said quarterback trade, not corpse of a former former quarterback. That's that's oh. what you know. But go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. He might be better right now than Zach Wilson. Yeah, dude. You know. Not yeah. Saying a lot. Ugh. Not saying a lot at all. But besides that, I got my Invisalign off uh, finally. So just going with a retainer now, just to wear it for ten hours a day for ninety days, and then after that, I can just delimit it to just like between six, six and eight. So I put it on after work right now. So it's interesting. Cause it's like, I've been free all day now, but no more attachments and everything. That's great. And I'm just eagerly awaiting Nintendo to update their fucking server because they have released a new family plan and it's going to allow a Sega Genesis app and a Nintendo 64 app. So Ocarina of time, Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64 are all about to play nintendo switch and i'm extremely excited about that like 100 so right. they haven't updated it yet today's the day and yeah. everyone's trying to find out when it's going to release and it hasn't happened quite yet so nice nice i'm excited about that i'm, I'm a nerd and i like me some nintendo action so yes I'm yes much looking forward to that i would just play golden eye all the time it's not available but if they do that's going to break the internet if they were what is so they're doing this and they're not making golden eye available they don't own it it's rare so it's the the company rare that it's those yeah. licensing issues i don't think it ever can happen that's that's a that's a goddamn shame well and and think about it so the cool thing about these apps for instance like they have the nintendo app right it has mario on it it has the original tech mobile you can play these games online so like the original tech mobile i could play with somebody and we could play tech mobile together yeah, uh, Donkey Kong Country, you can play online with someone. So, dude, if they were fi- to find a way, oh man, you could do four player Goldeneye on freaking Nintendo Switch online. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. Would be, it would be the end for a lot of people. It would be the, not the end, but it would put a huge dent in some of the stuff that's happening, some of the other first person shooters that are out there. Yeah. And, no. and, and like, I don't know about you, but I've, I, I've tried to do the nostalgia goggles before and go back to some older stuff. But like, it is so hard to play old shooters like that because we're on a two thumber now. Yeah. Right. The, the switch is you hold it for the, for people that are watching on YouTube, you just hold it in the middle and it, everything is one aim, right? It's extremely difficult to go back to that. Cause I had a 64, like two years ago, I just randomly bought one at Goodwill. Sure. I was like, let's do this. Let's get Goldeneye. And I was like, I can't play this anymore. I'm like freaking all over. It's just, it's just it's less, totally different. You know, yeah. It's yeah, it's a different, different world, different animal. So but yeah, that's uh that's enough nerddom for everybody. Let's get into it. I want to start with the Mavs, if that's okay, because we probably have the least amount to talk about there. Sounds good to me. Um so Hudson and I did get to go to the first preseason game. Okay. Uh interesting scenario there um one thing i learned real quick that team chemistry is amazing um i don't know what that translates into wins and such but it looks like the whole team and i know there was a little bit of a disjoint at the end of last year where 
Luca and KP didn't seem on the on the same page. KP had went to a gentleman's club and uh, I know Luca wasn't about that. And there was kind of a riff. They don't like each other. They don't have five people were breaking down things on the Twitter sphere about them not looking at each other, talking each other's direction, whatever that is. So yeah. one of the first things I was trying to pay attention to was just kind of how that was like watching Boban come in and make threes and how the team celebrated. It was magical. Right. <laughs> and they looked really good in the preseason as well. Yeah. Um, we looked like one of the best teams in the league in the preseason, like yeah. top two or three teams in the league. Sure. I agree. And right now we don't No. Um, Atlanta. I don't know if Atlanta's GM now the maps have reset. So we're starting behind the eight ball here, as opposed to Atlanta's been building this thing for 40 years where we kind of just, now at this spot right but man you know like someone asked me would you trade luca for trey young and cam reddish and the answer is hell no but i would trade the building process for how they built that team around trey young all day long yeah unfortunately uh the way the mavs have built their team this last four years is kind of how the Cavs uh built the team around lebron and that is just they're good they can make a finals run. They can be really, really good, but it's just, it's just, it's too much on one man's shoulders to really make it. It's everything's kind of going to go perfect in that direction. Yeah. And man, that was ever evident um, versus Atlanta. Did you watch the Atlanta game? Oh yeah. Yeah. Every minute. It was rough. It was it really, was, really rough. Very. I mean, from like the fourth minute on, you just knew. Yeah. Like, it started was, out like the first two and a half, three minutes of that game up to you know four minutes or so it was like all right here we go it would start out i think like 10 to 2 or something like that yeah uh, and then it was just they they it the buckets just they couldn't buy a bucket man it was just terrible and then the defense was bad the lane the paint was so clogged up because kid was insisting on this too big lineup and and the rotations were bad the yeah. minutes spread around the, the fact that he had the entire bench on the floor at one time. Yeah. Like just, it was, they went like, I mean, wow. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was a, you know, to, to quote Zeke, it was a shit show. It was, it was not good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have a whole lot more to say about that first game. Well, it was we're just, one and one and game two started the same way. Very bad. Yeah. Like it started with the same 16 to four. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was, you know, up until about halfway through the second quarter, it was, I, I was getting ready to um, start throwing things and burning things yeah. in, in protest. Like I was getting ready to get really upset. Yeah. They cut it to around seven or eight right before halftime. And yeah. then once the second half started, never looked back. What was the difference in the second half? Like, because this is the maps and I, it was a rotation thing. I can, I mean, it was specifically, they stopped kid made an adjustment where he stopped, uh, stopped. He, he didn't go away from it entirely, but he greatly reduced the amount of time that uh, two bigs were on the floor together at once. And so as soon as that happened as soon, literally like the moment that happened, the floor opened up spacing opened up. Luca could get to the basket nice and easy. It made it easier for, uh, even on the defensive side, it, Porzingis started playing weak side defense considerably better. Um, 
people were it just seemed like the entire flow of the offense just started working the moment that happened so that was the big change that at least that i noticed and we got the good dwight powell for the minutes he was in as well absolutely Um, like dwight powell's usage is fine but he is such a like just a high energy just good he's a he's a good player for moments but he can't play like ah he's meant his body is meant for like 11 total minutes of basketball a game i think and i really think he needs to be coming off the bench for a couple of reasons number one all the things that we just said number two the thing that you just said about the energy he seems like a perfect guy as a you know normally i'm not saying he needs to be a six man but a lot. One of the key characteristics that a player coming off the bench in the NBA needs to be able to do is bring energy, right? Uh, and I think he'd be a perfect seventh or eighth man coming off the bench. You know, your your relief big coming off the bench to bring a spark, bring energy, bring hustle, all that kind of stuff. But also on top of it, by doing so, it would allow you to put Bullock in the starting lineup, which I think needs to happen. You know, right. I, or at least I really would like to see it. We gave him quite a bit of money, um, and I think he's a damn fine player. He certainly deserves more minutes that he's gotten than he's gotten in the first two games. I don't know your thoughts, but I definitely would like to see him more than we've seen him so far. Well, for me, I think Bullock is Josh Richardson, same guy. I think Rick Carlisle runt Josh Richardson. Um, I think Josh Richardson is actually a good player. He might even have more upside than what Bullock has. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm completely wrong there, right? Just from what I've seen over, I have saw Josh Richardson with Miami. Yeah, I was going to say, I, he I, has been better at one point, at the highest yeah. point of his career, he has been better than, than Bullock has ever been. Sure. It's just whether or not he can ever get back to that, or did Rick ruin him? Did uh, did Philly ruin him? Did uh, Is he broken, right? Where... I, you know, but I still think, I think Bullock can get to that point. No, I, I think Bullock has room to grow. Um, I just, uh, after my, my, after two games of watching the maps, I think, A, to bring the Cowboys comparison in here, I think Jason Kidd is Wade Phillips. I think, and I, and the, the, the problem I have is I really don't think that's his nature or what he's trying to be. I think that these reports and the books that have come out about him being a raging asshole um, on the other teams yeah. and the fact that Rick Carlisle apparently was got to the point where he's so unliked um, and just kind of walking on eggshells with the players. I think kids trying too hard to be a player's coach and I think struggling it, it, to me, it looks like a struggle to like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, like Luke totally. is damn good. Like, a comparison I'm going to use with Luca is Patrick Mahomes. All right. Patrick Mahomes is a freaking gamer, right? And this last weekend, notwithstanding. Well, it looks to me like Patrick Mahomes has focused more on his brand than he has on becoming a better football player. Yeah. And that happens. It happens. You make the Super Bowl two times in a row, you're in the NFC Championship. You get a little bit cocky. You start filming Madden commercials and, and hair Post. ads. Yeah. everything else and then you know you just don't watch as much film as you probably should or focus on improving your game people start to figure it out a little bit right yeah. well luca so much of it is the fact that he doesn't have to be in the best shape although he is in better shape right now than he was the beginning of last year 
he doesn't have to but be. He's still, yeah, he's still not where he needs to be, but I'm with you. Right. Go ahead, sorry. So he just, he, it's just, there's that aspect of it. And I really do think that our entire roster is a rental right now. Like, I just know there is going to be some kind of move. I don't know when it's coming. I don't know off season, middle of the season, tomorrow. Yeah. There is going to be something, especially like I'm I'm dude, they gotta pull. Like tomorrow, if they if they struggle out of the gate versus Houston, like they have been, yeah. Houston is bad, bad, yeah. bad, bad, bad. If that happens, I, I get it, man. I know that they started slowing to Rick as well, but Rick is a championship winning coach. Yeah. He's a proven, like, I've put a chip. You, you go through the, I'm not saying they're going to fire a kid. I'm not saying kids should be fired. That's not where I'm getting at. I'm just saying that, man, they need to, that's when it's, I mean, I don't know. Cause the roster is the same as last year. It's really not that. It's it's not drastically different. No. And, and you're absolutely right. The slow starts under Rick Carlisle, while they were irritating, you're 100% right that he had earned our trust through almost 15 years of being here and winning a championship and having full trust that sooner or later he would get those kinks worked out with the lineup. And he did. He always and did. Every, every year, you know, and, and while we did not reach the heights that we would have liked, for the most part, during his tenure, it, you'd be hard-pressed to point out a year and say that Rick Carlisle didn't get the most out of that team that could have been gone, right? Well, if you look at look at Charlotte right now, they're 3-0 and for the first time in, like, forever. Yeah. And they're going through exactly what Dallas did two years ago, where, like, their team's not great, but yeah. LaMelo is just fucking making everyone better around him. And Hayward's actually finally healthy again. Yep. So they're making moves out there. They're doing well, but... Now it's like, okay, whoa, like, what do they do? You know, Dallas was like, whoa, we're way better than we thought we were going to be. They we're going to contend. Yeah. And we're going to move for Porzingis. And that was clearly the wrong move. Yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate where they went. So I'm wondering what is, what is Nico, right? Like what, what is the, like, what are you looking at? Like, I know you got to give it a certain time, but in this West, you can't give it 25 games, man. No, you've got, you've got, as far as I'm concerned, they've got somewhere between if things I'll put it to you this way, if things continue, cause look, they won the second game, but if you look at the advanced metrics, they won, but they still didn't play well. If they were playing a legit team, if that, if that was, if you got the same exact effort, but put it against the jazz, the nuggets, the Lakers, the trailblazers, some of these teams, the Phoenix, some of these teams here in the West, they still would have been beat by 15 or 20. So I think if you get the same kind of effort as we've gotten so far, I think you've got about roughly five to six more games before you have to start looking at, you start at least locating the panic button. And I'm not saying you push it, but you at least locate it. That's, excuse me, that's my thoughts. I don't know about you. Yeah, man. I like Porzingis is saying the right things. The team's saying the right things. He just ain't it, man. That is no, not that I, is not a not a guy that you're going to win a championship with, in my opinion. Not. I'll say this before I I while I don't disagree with anything you just said, I also don't think that he is the reason that this team has played bad so far. No, no, it's he, not his he fault is at all. on the list of problems. 
he is very near the bottom thus far in the two games that we've seen so far. Well, the issue is like the issue is this: you look at the roster last year, and yes, I like the offseason moves. Yes, I like the coaching change and the GM change and the trajectory of what that means for the future of the organization. I like all of those things. But if you look at it black and white, Bullock is Josh Richardson. Did you hear the dog shooting on the chew toy in the background? Yeah, no big deal. It's, it's no big deal. It's fine. Lulu, come here. Come here. We're recording over here. Weird dog. So you got like uh so you've got all of those things happening, right? And on top of that, so then you're just adding Sterling Brown to the mix. Yep. And it's, yeah. And Sterling Brown's not a good player. He's a he's good a, role player. Yeah, exactly. He's not a bad player, but he's not, uh, he's not, he's not, he doesn't move the needle. No. No, it, you, you know, know. Definitely. Uh, definitely does not. I, I, I agree 100% with what you said. The, like, legitimately, like, like you said, the roster is essentially for all intents and purposes the same. The only way, one of a couple of things has to happen for us to take significant steps forward. Either the talent that we have has to improve from last year. The chemistry has to significantly improve from last year, or the teams that we're playing have to take steps back. One of those three or two of those three things has to happen. And I, I don't think that talent is going to, get significantly better i think luca will improve um but not i don't think it's going to be night and day i think porzingis has improved but again i don't think he's going to improve enough that it's going to take you from the fifth or sixth seed to the second or third seed and unless some crazy injury stuff happens it doesn't look like the west is going to be significantly worse than it was last year so that leaves you with only one other option which is find a way to improve the talent or find a way to improve the chemistry well, here it is. Rockets. They should not pose a threat. It's a home game. They should be fine. The Spurs are improved, but it's a home game. Then it's Nuggets, then it's Kings, then it's Heats, then it's Spurs, then it's Celtics. So that's a rough run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because say what you want. I don't think the, the Kings are going to be garbage this year. I don't know if they're going to be the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be the dumpster fire they've been. They're looking, uh, they're looking, they're looking like they can play. Yeah. So. Yeah. That isn't, I don't know if that means they're going to, that doesn't mean they're a playoff team, but they look like they're no longer a doormat. They're not an easy out, you know? They look like they might be contending for, for one of the play-in spots. Maybe. And that Davey and Mitchell rookie kid is pretty good. Yeah, this rookie class, there's a couple of kids from this rookie class so far that look to be legit AF. Oh, I know. I missed out on every single one in my fantasy basketball draft, too. Pretty irritated by that. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. That's how life works, right? Indeed. Well, that's all I got on the Mavs. I'm just, uh, I'm at about a 7.5 on my worry meter right now. Yeah, just I'm, 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 I'm in like, that same, I'm in that same area. I, the, my, my biggest problem is one of the things uh, is I was never, I was never super excited about the Jason Kidd hiring, right, from Jump Street. And I, am starting to feel unfortunately i feel like i might have been right and i hope that's not the case but it just doesn't right now he is not confidence inspiring because the other thing is um it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like he's as worried about the way the team is playing 
he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's as worried about it as he should be. Sure. And like I said, I think when I, when we hired, and this is what's unfortunate because people don't take what people take what I say out of context, if that makes sense. Sure. I like the new GM hiring. I like the kid hiring for what it was going to become. Mm-hmm. I had heard rumblings from people that I talked to at Mavs Hangouts and everything else, people that are in the know, that Carlisle was a big defactor in turning people away, that, you know, free agent wise that wanted to come here. Um, and obviously Donnie Nelson, I, it's, there's, I don't even know where to start with what that became in, in the front office, just given Mark Cuban too much power kind of to just. Well, not, and again, you know. we don't have to go on a long tangent about this one thing here, but I, I didn't bring it up, but we're talking Mavs, so I might as well, because, you know, it's been a while since we've had a pod. Did you read all that Bob Volgara stuff? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, for, I'll just say this to our listeners. uh, Cause if we go down this rabbit hole fully, we're going to be here for an hour. Just talking about this. He's he's Al Davis, man. Mark Cuban is Al Davis, hundred percent. And Mark Cuban, uh, not Mark Cuban, Donnie Nelson, just let him do it. Yeah. I mean, Donnie, it from, I'll put it to you this way. If, if Bob Volgaris is to believe to be believed even 50% of what he's saying, then yeah, you're exactly right. Donnie Nelson basically just said, all right, well, I'm getting paid. You know, things aren't going terribly. So I'm going to kick my feet up and I'm going to let this guy who cuts my check do whatever he wants, regardless of how bad an idea it may be. And uh, it's a goddamn shame. So if you listeners haven't seen it, read it, uh, the information's out there, just Google bob vulgaris mavericks and you'll see plenty of things he did an interview detailing his his, some of the stuff towards the end of his tenure here and to be transparent if i owned a team i'd be the same way but oh 100 either here nor there (laughs) no absolutely um you you know i'd I'd be the same way until i realized it wasn't going to work and then i'd probably hire somebody who knew what the hell they were doing and and back back away but I, you know, I don't own the, on the team and I want them to win. So he needs to stop. Right. Well, let's segue into the Cowboys. And this is how I'm going to do this is, you know, the Cowboys had a run there for a while where Jerry was making a lot of the decisions still is, but once Will McClay kind of solidified and Steven kind of solidified as the main decision makers, things have turned around as for the organization in where it became better overall like not where it needs to be or where we want right but overall things have been better and we have the, the product we're looking at right now so sure. maybe the you know nico hiring and, and the way everything changed for the Mavs do that so my worry meter for the dallas cowboys is like at a one out of ten because they're looking damn good the schedule is it is what it is right sure. minnesota seems to always have our number that's the next game but overall holy crap, they're uh, winning games they shouldn't or they wouldn't used to win. They're finding a way to get those, like the Patriot thriller, um, walk-off, C.D. Lamb touchdown, right? Yep. Um, good times. What are your thoughts on all this right now? Um, okay, so I've got a lot. I've got a lot of thoughts. Number one, uh, Dan Quinn is my uh, my hero, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, like truly, um, what he's doing and has done with this defense cannot be overstated i don't think it's remarkable if you compare this defense which again is not 
terribly different personnel wise from what we fielded last year. And it is, the results are so drastically different. Um, even if you just want to say it, you know, having to do with the score and, and, and the quarterback and what the offense is putting up, look at the first five games before Dak got hurt. That defense was still a fucking nightmare. And this defense, while they're no 2001 Ravens, they're not the 85 bears. They are, they, you can tell they know what they're doing They They know their assignments and they're taking the ball away. They're playing hard all the time. So that's my first thought, Dan Quinn for president. Yeah. They get uh, stops when you need them. They're yeah. getting interceptions when they're absolutely like it's a, it's a clutch play and the sacks are actually happening to help swing momentum for once. Like it's like all part of the plan. It's like, man, we really need to stop the Patriots right here. And then, you know, Last year we heard Mike McCarthy. Pancaked, you know? Last year we heard Mike McCarthy say umpteen jillion times that they weren't playing complimentary football. And this defense is, to me, this defense is the definition of two things: one, complimentary football, and two, Ben don't break. Right? Because we give up a lot of yards, which sure. frankly, I the the yards per game stat is one of the most useless stats in the history of the league. But they're not. They don't give up. They don't give up yards in the red zone. They don't give up a ton of touchdowns, and they get takeaways and they get sacks and pressures. So as long as that keeps happening, and on a relatively similar pace, also by the way, within it, our defense has been in, we incredibly injured. We haven't had what we all assumed would be our best player going into the under the season. We haven't had him since what week two, when Demarcus Lawrence went out with an injury. Correct. I mean, he's looking. You know, chiefs game probably back thanksgiving ish yeah give or take is what they're saying um so that should be you know because right now randy gregory is beasting out and and he's having to do it getting double teamed and getting chipped when demarcus lawrence comes back you're gonna have to choose which one of them do you want to double team because you can't do it to both yeah. it's going to be amazing um the offense has been exactly what we expected and also dealing with injuries and people not there they've been great the the number one thing I want to I want to say about this team though is there's a lot of people out there who are who are not giving Mike McCarthy credit for it. Everybody acts like it's just Kellen Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, and it drives me nuts because there's a lot of things that a walk around head coach is responsible for that other head coaches that call their plays on offense or defense don't get to do as much and culture is a big part of it. And this, the culture of this team right now is as good as any team in the league. You can tell that they are vibing, but right. sorry, I kind of dominated that takeover. Let me hear your thoughts. Oh, you're fine. I, I, like I said, I can talk forever too. Uh, my takeaways are, are pretty simple. Um, overall, like it's funny because, you know, we talked about last year, um, Mike McCarthy being a crazy fuck, right? Like he'll go for like, yeah. weird like gambler and i was like i kind of and i remember we were talking about it, i was like i kind of dig it I love like him. i get it but th because the other team doesn't ever know when he's gonna go for it on fourth i mean you look at like mike tomlin who is an excellent coach in my opinion i mean goodness the guy's been you know with pittsburgh forever they've won super bowls and you know he just like that that dude you never know like when he'll go for two out of nowhere you yep. know it's like okay that, that's time for two let's do this and that keeps a team on their toes where you're not predictable one of the biggest uh Gara, garrett excuse me era 
issues that I always had was the predictability of it's third down and one. Of everything. Of everything. Everything about a Garrett coach team was predictable as could be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think McCarthy's doing a good job. Now I, I, I have issues like the mojo thing was lame and everything else, but at least he's trying, at least he's trying to do things and the team's liking it and they're taking to it. And that's really what the most important thing is. And it's evident, you know, you see Diggs, for instance, and I had a feeling, man, and I've mentioned it numerous times. It's always good when you're right. Mm-hmm. I've been team Diggs since the opening moment. I'm telling people at work last year, I'm like, man, we had no training camp. It's the secondary. I'm like, and he got injured right when he started to kind of turn a corner a little bit. I was like, I think he's going to be fine and leading the league in interceptions. Now, is he going to continue to get one a week? I don't know. Is he going to lead the league when it's over? I don't know. I just know he's damn good. And the receiver who's in the best against him so far is DJ Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as Trayvon Diggs goes, he's uh, okay. I, I seriously doubt he's going to get one a game for the, for the full year, but I'm not saying he's not because I've been saying for four weeks now that there's no way he's going to get another one this game. He's got to, he's got to go a week without getting one and he right, just right. keeps getting one. So maybe he will. He's certainly got a really good shot at, at a couple of important things. Number one, uh, breaking the record held by night train lane, which is 14 interceptions in a season. And number two, if he does that, he's probably a lock for defensive player of the year. Um, Again, if you'd have told me in July that we were going to have defensive player of the year or even a candidate for defensive player of the year on this defense, I'd have laughed in your face. Right. Something else that you could have told me in July, somebody, somebody could have taken all of my worldly possessions in a bet in July, because if someone had told me that come week seven of the NFL season, there's going to be, you can take two teams. It's going to be the chiefs and the Cowboys. One of them is going to be five and one. And the other one is going to be three and four. I would have bet you everything in that. I own a literally every item that I own that it would have been the other way around. And, and I would have been confident as could be that I would, would have been right. So somebody could have taken everything I own, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. The chiefs look bad. It's, it's lazy journalism, but the super bowl hangover is real. It, I mean, it, it's, it's either the Super Bowl hangover in their case. I think, I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier. I feel like Patty, Ma- Patty Mahomes has kind of been coasting. And I think also, I think Tampa Bay kind of showed the league a bit of a blueprint on what you can do if you, what you can do to beat them. And it seems to be carrying over because everybody's kind of doing the same thing, which is a lot of pressure, 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 pressure. And it seems to be working, but yeah. anyway. For sure. So we've got Minnesota up next, right? Indeed. It's Minnesota at Denver, then Atlanta. Is mm-hmm. that correct? And then, and then, the, Chiefs. The, then the Chiefs, the chefs right after. Um, Minnesota's had her number. Dalvin Cook is a very, very good player. Uh, Justin Jefferson is, if you don't know who he is now, you're about to probably know who he is after this week. Yeah. Because um, I'm very intrigued to see, I would imagine Diggs, is going to take the assignment on Jefferson. And that's going to be very, very, this might be the toughest assignment he's had so far. Yeah. The, the other, I was reading an article. Um, I can't remember who it was by. It might've been the athletic, 
but they were saying that they they think the better way to do it instead of him just going with Jefferson because you've got two great receivers there. You know, yeah, Thielen's not well. not what he was a few years ago, but he's still a terrific receiver. Oh, sure, is maybe instead of at least for the majority of the game, instead just have Diggs on one side, you know, and do it that way. Because either way, no matter what, you're going against a great receiver. But you know, who knows? They they've definitely changed it up how he's done. I would probably. I would probably lock him on Jefferson because I think Jefferson at this point is clearly their number one, but you know, whatever. All right. I, what do you think? You feeling a W or an L both teams coming off a bye. <clears throat> I think, Minnesota. I think it's a, I think it's a W for one reason and one reason only I, while, while they have great receivers and a terrific running game and Kirk cousins is playing much better than people give him credit for. Their offensive line is bingo. Their offensive line is not great, and we can get after the quarterback. Yeah. You know, rattle uh, rattle cousins, and they lose. Yeah, that uh, absolutely. And and their defense is not anything special. I think we're gonna offensively. I think we're gonna feast. You well, know? you rattle Dak, and he just keeps playing. He's it he's the really... best in the like statistically. I wish I had the stats right here quickly that I could pull up and tell you, but statistically against the blitz. He is the best quarterback in the league against the blitz, blitz as far as completion percentage and yeah. as far as far as um, what is it average yards per per attempt. He's the best quarterback in the league against the blitz. When did he turn into processing information like Peyton Manning? Like where did this? When did this happen? Like it was, it's like watching him adjust and make all the movements. It reminds me of watching number eighteen when he was the Colts do that. You know. It was about, it was, a. it started ha- like the light. You can, you literally go back and kind of start to see it happen about halfway through 2019 is when his ability to process what defenses are trying to do to him. That's when the light bulb really came on was halfway through 2019. You, you really saw it start to happen last year, but he just was kind of snake bitten with turnovers and other stuff. And now the, now it's just all lining up the way it needs to, you know? Yeah. That I had no doubt in my mind we were going to win the game versus the Patriots. I did not know walk off CD Lamb touchdown, but I, I like felt like the last time I felt this confidently about a Cowboys team, there was two times. It was his rookie year because it seemed like Zeke was the ultimate closer, one of the best sure. closers I've ever seen in yeah. football. Like the Pittsburgh game, for instance, that mm-hmm. was just, I just always remember that joyous occasion uh-huh. in Pittsburgh. And then it would be um, Tony Romo's second year when they went 13. 2007. Yeah, was that his, his third year or second? Year? That was his second year as a starter. When that, I felt that was Wade Phillips' first year. Yeah, I felt that every single time we had the ball, we were going to score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, remember I that had. that year. Remember the game against uh, the Broncos, the Peyton Manning Broncos. Yeah, and we ended it, up it with a Romo pick. Yes. Yep, absolutely. But we ended up you know uh what it was i think if we got beat 51 to 49 it was just it was crazy that was just that was one of those years yeah like here's you know you were saying when did dak become the peyton manning process information you know what it that patriots game really illuminated to me or like made perfectly clear is dak has become that guy the way that it used to happen to us all the time specifically against aaron Rodgers, where at the end of the game you go if you score to take the lead, you look at the clock and go, Oh shit, we left him too much time. Yeah. Dak is that guy now. And, you know, I think he's been that guy for a little while. It's just the team around him. Hasn't been able to 
kind of support that. And then he got injured and blah, blah, blah. But it's clear he is that guy. And as soon as, you know, as soon as uh, that happened, as soon as we got the ball back, I looked at the clock, looked at the number of timeouts and went, okay, yeah, we're fine. We're going to go down there. We'll get a field goal. And you can say what you want about Greg Zerline, but when the game's on the line, he doesn't, very rarely does he miss them when the game's on the line. Um, Also, I think he's getting too much shit. A lot of people, I, I don't think he's the greatest kicker in the world, but look at, look around the league. Aside from Justin Tucker, everybody's got a questionable kicker. I like that kid on the Bengals too, man. Yeah, he seems to be, he seems to be frosty. In that that Packer game, like six missed field goals in a row. Yeah. What's up? I said, yeah, he he seems to be frosty though, you know, like ice cold, um, uh, cold blooded. But yeah, it, um, I still, I think, I think Dalvin Cook is going to be the, the, I think the running game is going to be the tough thing for us. Cause I think, you know, they watched last year, they were able to run on us at will against minute, you know, Minnesota. And they watched what Cleveland did to us last year. And yeah, we've been better against the run, but I think they're going to try to control the game. Keep us, keep us off the field and see if we can handle it up the middle against the run. And it'll be interesting yeah. to see, but I think we can. A lot of times, man, you don't see two teams coming off a bye playing each other. No. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting situation. You know, just kind of like how Atlanta and the wait, wait, who is it? The who did Miami play in London? Atlanta. Yeah, and they lost, right? Yeah, Miami they, lost to came, Atlanta. And then Atlanta had a bye week, but yet Miami doesn't have a bye week till week 13 and they have to play after going to London like I know that's weird, yeah. you know, but uh, this is definitely an odd, an odd rarity. So you can't really say I mean, both teams are refreshed. And obviously, you know, you're looking at Minnesota. They're not where they want to be right now. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of questions about quarterback and coach if they don't figure it out this year. Yeah. And I don't know, man, I, I, I was telling a coworker about it. That's my dark horse for Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Pull the Favre you know except that's his uh, choice he didn't have to be traded yeah yeah very true um the, you know that would be awful i would oh yeah dude, I, I, with yeah dude dalvin yeah. cook justin jefferson what's left of adam Thielen? that would and and they've got a while while um i i think zim's a pretty good i think zim's a great defensive coordinator i don't know what how he is as a head coach but they have a terrific offensive coordinator. They know what they're doing on offense up there because it's all based on the, it's all comes from the Shanahan school. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, I would, that would be dreadful, but uh, as long as he doesn't end up in the East, I'm all right with it really, but I sure would like to see him go to the AFC. Ugh. Yeah. Give him to Washington. I don't care. Are no, you... I'm kidding. Don't. Do okay. That. God, I was, don't even. Don't no. don't even say those words. That, although their defense has uh, fallen back to earth and then yeah. some, it's, which is lovely to see. Well, when you have a team, when you have an offense that can't control the clock because they have a running back that scores four fantasy points a game that uh, I have in two leagues that I uh, am, uh, he's going to remain nameless. He's on my eternal shit list right now. But uh, yeah, you know. uh, well, he's got a fractured shin. I don't care. I know you don't care. still run the I, ball. I wouldn't care either. You should still run the damn ball. Yeah. I'll put him on IR and yeah. put somebody else in there. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, the, I mean, the truth is the rest of our division is a total shit show and, and it's, it's a lovely thing to see. Um, Cause 
we're going to end up at this pace, at this rate, we're going to end up securing the division by week nine or 10 and um, kind of really start to be able to focus on the postseason. And now at that point, you just got to worry that we're going to end up, you know, uh, coasting to a point to get where we get rusty or something. And that that has always bothered me and worried me, but I think we'll be all right. I, yeah, I, I think McCarthy, you're going to be okay too, man. Um, the game I'm worried about is this one. I'm not worried about Atlanta. No. I'm not worried about Denver. I don't think I'm too worried about the Chiefs, although it's in Kansas City. Maybe they'll right the ship here in a few weeks. But if there's a if there's a roadblock that gives us a loss by the time the Chiefs games come, I think it's going to be the Minnesota game for the reasons that they have weapons, man. And the Cowboys, for what they are, and for where I am believing them right now, the only really good quarterback, in my opinion, they've played so far as Tom Brady. Sam Darnold has turned back into a pumpkin. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's not having as great of a I, – I, he's still very good. You're he's crazy. Not. No, you're, you're crazy. Look at the number. You're, you're wrong, bro. Oh, he's number two. He's number two right behind it. I'm saying Justin Herbert, that stretch he went on last year, he's not as strong as that right now is what I'm saying. Now, unless we talk, count the Browns game. The Browns game with him, and that was insane, insane offensive showdown. Also, so, dude, the game he had against the Chiefs, and while it doesn't seem to be – it doesn't carry as much weight as it did at the time, just his performance against the Chiefs was unable well, to – It was a very him. big deal. That, that's, I've cooled down off of it since then because it was a very big deal at the time and then now it's like the chiefs aren't really the chiefs so it doesn't feel quite kind of the same as it did but yeah no no, no. herbert's good but you it's hurts it's darnold oh yeah it's no Daniel, those guys those, but here's the thing right you look at our schedule who if we're going if we're just going off of quarterback right who are you afraid of that's on our schedule pat mahomes right obviously kyler Definitely, definitely Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> and uh, Derek Carr, maybe, you know, like Derek Carr's balling out right now. Yeah. Um, but I also think that by the time we get to Thanksgiving, I think that Oakland is not going to be the same Oakland we're seeing now because they're kind of on a high. Let's do it for Rich Basaccia. Let's, you know, show the world. Doesn't matter that our head coach got fired. But by the time we get to Thanksgiving, that's enough time for dysfunction and craziness to seep in. And I think they're not going to be quite the same team that we're seeing right now. So we'll see. But, um, you know, for the most part, we don't really face any quarterbacks that terrify me. Kyler, it's three, you know, basically three, three games until we get to the postseason that we – should lose based on quarter or at least should have trouble with no that's fair that's fair uh, obviously the biggest it's it's easy to for me because the two the two first games were absolutely the class of the afc and nfc really yeah i mean the chargers aren't the best team but they're in the handful of conversation of afc teams they're gonna be damn good i mean yeah. Bengals, chargers and ravens that's your probably your three top teams right now through the quarter point right yeah 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 um yeah, the raiders are right there too but i i just need to keep bills, seeing it i'm just bills yeah 
there yeah bills as well it's funny because when teams have a bye week you just forget about you kind of forget they exist yeah yeah very much so but no it's yeah i mean look the the chargers are i would say right now you know like you said they're they're in that that upper echelon of the afc which is not nearly as good as we thought it was going to be going into the year but still they are they are what they are they're not world beaters and i don't think they're going to win a championship this year but there's i think they'll make the postseason and they look solid he looks like a really good quarterback for a young guy so no 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 herbert herbert's good i just like i said i just i've noticed there's been a discount there's been a yeah so let's do this because you know we took uh, uh a number of weeks off uh because of personal stuff between both of us and traveling and other things i wanted to ask you updated uh uh record prediction well damn dude i had them having one loss one or two losses was my prediction when they played the chiefs and it's looking like i was right on the money there i i think they lose to the vikings and they'll that will be it i think they will lose to the chiefs and then that they're only gonna lose three games dude i think so overall going throughout the year i think we we i think we win on thanksgiving right i think we i think we win against the vikings uh i think we beat the chiefs um i don't th- i don't think we i don't think we personally i don't think we're going to lose another game until sorry let me look here i think we're going to lose believe it or not i think we're going to lose to the saints and I think we're going to lose to the Cardinals. Those are the two games I think we – the two more games. Because I, th- I think we lose three. I, I said three as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I went from nine to uh, 14. 14? That's a My gosh. Jump, drinking, but... the, drinking the Kool-Aid, man. Well, dude, right now, barring injury, of course, right now they look like possibly – maybe – I think the Cardinals look like the best team in the league right now but they look like the second or third best team in the entire league. You know? Well, it, Mike McCarthy last year did not have this team prepared after their bye. So yeah. I'm not saying that's going to be what's going to happen this time, but I'm going with what I've not, not up. I'm going off what I know, not what you've show. Yeah. So let's see if he can fix that. And uh, I would happily be proven wrong versus the Vikings. I'm just going to, I, I look at, I look at his history with the Packers after bye. And he has a real, I don't know the record, but I looked at it last week sometime and he had a really good record after the bye week with the Packers. Well, it was close to, if I, if I remember correctly, it was close to Andy Reid's because Andy Reid was like 10 years Incredible. in a row, didn't lose, right? After, yeah, yeah. After Andy Reid was always the best after the bye. Mike McCarthy is in that conversation. And it seemed like the Cowboys always played the Eagles after the bye. <laughs> That's why I know that stat so well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. all right. Let's Absolutely, go. yeah. So That's, right. you know. Well, that's it. That's all I got for the Cowboys. You got anything else you want to throw in? Uh, go Braves. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fuck the Astros. Fuck the Astros. So let's go yeah. Braves. All right. That, that's all I got, brother. All right. Noxie thinks Cowboys win. I think Cowboys lose on Halloween night. Um, I'm going to turn my lights off so people don't think I'm at home yep. while the Cowboy game's going on, I think. You've that's got, it. from if, you, if, if any listeners here are younger than the age of 12, which would be weird, but if you are, uh, your parents are doing it right, I think. But also, you can come to my house between six and seven to get candy. After that, it's over. Yeah. So I apologize in advance. Yeah, <laughs> at seven oh five or seven fifteen, 
it's over that's done halloween doesn't exist anymore as far as i'm concerned yeah go to the mall yeah go somewhere else Trick <laughs> yeah. Or treat yeah absolutely <laughs> all right well that's it for the goal line fade i'm zach he's brian and we're out bye peace <laughs>